It's the commute home with Nick and Derek. From Chicago's northwest suburbs, our hosts chat about, well, you know, whatever two middle-aged men like to talk about. The workday is done. Time to grit your teeth, get through the traffic, and make the commute home. Hey, this is Derek. Hey, this is Nick. How you doing, man? I'm good, sir. How are you today? I'm good. How was your weekend? Uh, my weekend was very well. It was um, pretty relaxing. How about yourself? Mine was pretty good. I ended up having dinner with my parents on Friday. And then Saturday, I did uh, dinner and drinks with a buddy of mine. So, dinner yeah, and so, drinks. Yeah. It was, it was a proper mandate, you know? A mandate? You know, we are these two big guys with uh, facial hair, and we always go out on these mandates together, and I just think it's hilarious every time. Like, like, like this time, funny. Like this time we went out, we shared an appetizer, we ordered the same thing for our main courses. It was just cute. Um, very good. <laughs> nice, nice candlelit dinner as well. Uh, yeah, Outback. I haven't been to an Outback in like 15, 20 years. So it was interesting going back there after all these years. I've only been to the Outback once. Yeah. Did they have uh, koalas at the Outback? They did not. There was no chlamydia koalas to hug, so we were safe. That's good. That's good. You never know. Got to stay safe, man. Got to stay safe. Absolutely. So we have got a ton of stuff to talk about today. Yeah, we got like a ton and a half. We got a dinosaur size. Yes, we do. You might have to drive like five, ten miles under the speed limit to get it all done. Well, I think traffic's going to help me out with that today. Very true. How's the road with the, with the rain going? Uh, well, it's not raining now, so uh, right now everybody is slowly making their way to where they're going to be, I guess. Yeah, good old CL. Uh, we, we were just getting the thunder that was shaking the house. Uh, it seems to have slowed down here, though. Oh, great. That means I'm going to drive into that, probably. Could be. be Yeah. It'll be a nice sound effect on the podcast. It'll be interesting, yeah. Cool. All right, let's get things going. Yeah, let's jump into it. So, the box office last weekend, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, roared into the box office, and number one did $148 million in its first weekend. And I know you saw it, so what'd you think? Uh, it roared. That was yeah. funny. <laughs> that was planned. Uh, I totally biffed uh, it, but but it was planned. That's all right. I'll give you an A for effort. Thank you. Um, I enjoyed the movie uh, a lot. Um, I like the dinosaurs. I've been talking for a couple of weeks about the dinosaurs. and uh, You know, thanks for keeping an eye on the kids and seeing the, so that I could go see the dinosaurs and everything. And I, just, I just really liked it. I would say that probably... In my top two or three in regards to the Jurassic Park uh, franchise, I really liked what they did uh, at the end. It just, it didn't seem like it's going to, you know, continue to rehash the same thing over and over again. The, the story seems to be evolving a little bit. It's a, it's way out there, of course, but that's what these movies are. Uh, it's not like something that, you know, tomorrow I expect to see a T-Rex walking down the road. But, um, you know, I, they're good fun and a lot of action, and it's dinosaurs eating things, so that's always awesome, too. Very nice. Uh, Number two on the list for last weekend was Incredibles 2. It made another $80 million, bringing their total to $349 million after two weeks. I went and saw this with your kids uh, earlier on Thursday. Hey, what'd you think? Um, I thought it was just okay. Uh, I was expecting a lot more from the movie. I, I was expecting a much faster pace and uh, a lot more action. And I, I went into it with my uh, expectations completely off. Um, it's not a bad movie. It's just I think it's a slower paced movie. I think the first movie is kind of the, the story of like, you know, it's the story of the middle aged man stuck in the job that he doesn't like, kind of dreaming about his youth and wanting to relive his youth again. He finally gets a chance to relive his youth. And then at the end, the, ki- the family has to come in and save the day. This movie, I thought, is kind of a mirror of the first movie. This is about the the mom that's been a homemaker homemaker for many years. She's kind of been second fiddle to the husband. Now this is her chance to come out and do her thing, 
at the same time, dad's at home trying to be the homemaker, and it's kind of like a Mr. Mom type thing where he's failing miserably at being the homemaker. And then at the very end, the whole family has to come together and save the day. So not a bad movie. I just I just thought it was okay, and it's, it's a slower pace than I was expecting. So you felt like you've seen the story before. Yeah, it, it's definitely, I think it's a flip side of the first movie, and it kind of complements the first movie in that way where they're kind of two halves of the same idea. Okay. About middle-aged people with kids. Middle-aged people with kids. Yep. I could not, not relate whatsoever nope. to that. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, which Ocean's Eight, it made eleven million dollars to take it to a hundred middle hundred million total after three weeks. Well, Number that's four, kind of quietly made a decent amount of money since its release. Yeah, in terms of dollars, it's outperformed all the other Ocean's movies. So, in terms of inflation, and everything, it's it's right there. So they've been all really close to one another. That's good. That's really good. Now, number four was Tag, which you saw a couple weeks ago. That made another $8 million to take them to, or is it a $30 million total after two weeks? It's not bad. Not oh. bad. And Deadpool 2 did another $5 million over the weekend. It's its sixth week, and they did, it's taken it to $304 million total. It is now the third uh, biggest moneymaker worldwide for an R-rated film. It is number five in the U.S., do you know what the first two were? I would imagine probably the first Deadpool was one of them. Uh, in the U.S., number one is um, The Passion of Christ. Number two is Deadpool. Oh, um, yeah. I knew the, knew the Passion of Christ. It made all the money yeah. when it came out. Yeah. Uh, the other ones that are, that are in front of Deadpool for the U.S. is American Sniper. And um, I don't remember the fourth one. I'll top my Oh, it. It was number on the U.S. list for the top five. All movies that I, I, I enjoyed. Absolutely. Yeah. Good stuff. So that's All the right. top five for the week. Um, anything like lower down? Like how's is the Avengers still in the top 10? Avengers dropped uh, 52% this week. They brought in 2.5 million to take their total to 669 million after nine weeks. So at this point, I think it's not going to beat uh, Black Panther. So I think it's going to be number four on the U.S. and the international list, all said and done. Interesting. Okay. Hey, it's still, um, you know, it's still a good movie, in my opinion. I, I liked it. And, you know, that's still a crap ton of money, and they're not going to stop making these movies anytime soon. So, uh, good deal. Good deal. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, in terms of other movies on the list, not much is going on. The one thing I thought was cute was uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor went up to number 10 on the list because it opened in a whole bunch more theaters and did about $1.8 over the weekend. I've heard nothing but good things about it from uh, social media. I really look forward to seeing the uh, that movie. Um, I'm, I'm intrigued by it. So, I mean, that's just childhood right there so uh, i'm glad to see it doing well i hope it continues to do so the more theaters it has yeah i've been hearing a lot online uh people reviewing it saying i cried most of the movie so it seems like it really tugged on the heartstrings and people really enjoyed it good we need more movies that make people cry for good <laughs> reasons not, yes. not bad stuff yes uh, and that's about it. Uh, everything else that opened last weekend was uh, a limited release, so nothing really opened up really heavy in, in a lot of theaters. Um, so everything else was crap? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm just kidding. Well, like, like the next opener on the list was uh, The Catcher Was a Spy that opened in the 23rd spot, but it was only in 46 theaters. Oh, okay. Well, very good. Yeah, and that's all like of them, for all the openers last weekend... Um, 11 theaters, 12 theaters, 5 theaters. The King opened only in two theaters, the Elvis Presley documentary. Oh, yeah, yeah. I read a review on that that said it was pretty good, so... Oh, nice. We'll see. We will see. I'll, I'll check it out for sure. All right. So moving on to new movies coming out this weekend. Um, thankfully, not a huge movie weekend, so you got, got a chance to catch up and possibly see some things that you missed. Uh, the big opener for this weekend is going to be Sicario 2, Day of the Soldado. That's starring Benicio Del Toro and Josh Brolin. Did you see the first Sicario? You know what? I went and looked for it, and I found it. it's on demand, so I watched it last week. How is it? And that's another one that I'm, I was just like, eh, it's okay. It is what it is. 
It's you know, kind of the story of uh, how some government uh, agents, how they're really trying to deal with, with the drug problem. And it's not so much uh, at the border or on the U.S. side, but it's trying to go after like the big cartel um, leaders themselves. So oh, interesting. So actually going into Mexico and trying to take care of stuff? Yeah, doing stuff that we that would thought to be uh, illegal and, you know, kind of the straight out just killing people to try to really uh, fix the problem. I have that movie on voodoo. Uh, I, I got it somehow, some way. I think somebody gave it to me. I've never watched it, so I hear it's good, though. So I don't know. I'll check it out. Check it out. We'll yeah, I, to me, I didn't think it was the greatest thing in the world, but uh, it's definitely worth a watch. Uh, not a bad movie at all. Uh, the the other big opening opener for the weekend, which I'm kind of excited about, I think it looks really good, is Uncle Drew. Dude, I can't wait to see Uncle Drew. That sound, <laughs> that looks so good. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, first time I saw the preview, I was like this looks really hokey, but really funny. So yeah, yeah I look big, forward to that as well. Just seeing all those uh, NBA All Stars and uh, legends, uh, you know, in, in the in the makeup, trying to make them look like they're 70, 80 years old with the gray hair and the skin and everything, looks hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. That uh, I mean, Shaq in comedy most of the time is worth the price of admission, in my opinion. He's a funny guy. So yeah, but uh, yeah, so I mean, uh, it's starring Little Rel. He's a comedian from the West Side of Chicago, so it's always nice to root for a, for a home guy. Uh, Nick Kroll is the the arch nemesis in the film. That the he's in charge of the uh, rival basketball team in the street tournament in Harlem. And Uncle Drew is played by Kyrie Irving, and he brings up his buddies to play the game. And that's Shaquille O'Neal, Chris Weber, Reggie Miller, Nate Robinson, and Lisa Leslie. Yeah, they had my money at Reggie Miller. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, I look I look forward to it. I think it. I think it's gonna. It, at least it looks funny. I hope it is. That's yeah. what I'll say. I hope it is. Uh, the other openers coming out this weekend. Uh, everything else is in limited release. Uh, nothing too big. There's Leave No Trace, which is getting a lot of positive reviews from the critics. Uh, looks interesting. It's starring Ben Foster, and, and the plot is Ben Foster and his daughter are kind of living off the grid in the middle of a park in Oregon. They try to like they they arrest him. They try to reintegrate him in society, but I guess. Ben Foster's character can't ha- handle it, so they escape back into the woods. Interesting. So it, it's listed as a drama, and it seems like a lot of drama to me. So I, I don't know about that one. Yeah, uh, Ben Foster. I tell you what, man. Like I kind of, like I kind of dig him as an actor for the mo- Like he usually plays a guy that's kind of out there a little bit, but he's like. I think he does dark really well. Yeah, yeah, he plays it really, really well, I think. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I tend to like the stuff that, that he's in. So, I, it's an interesting premise. Uh, it sounds that way. I haven't seen that. I'm going to have to see if I can look up the trailer for it and, and check it out. So, yeah, I, I watched the trailer for it on IMDb. Uh, it, it's up there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, next movie coming out is called Three Identical Strangers. It's a documentary about triplets that were separated at birth and they reunite when they're 19 years old. Uh, we got another documentary coming out called Sanju, which is a, a documentary about a Bollywood star named Sanjay Dutt. And it's all about his film career, uh, his time that he spent in jail and the problems in his personal life. Isn't that, uh, the, isn't that the name they gave the kid in the movie Bad Words? Didn't they call him Sanjay? It's a common name. I don't remember off the top of my head. That was a funny movie. That was. <laughs> uh, okay, moving on. Sorry. Uh, next, next movie is a movie I'm actually in, I'm interested in seeing this, and it's uh, Woman Walks Ahead. Have you seen this, the preview for it? No. It is about a painter in the 1890s that, that travels from Brooklyn to Dakota to do a portrait of Sitting Bull. Really? Yeah. Why is that interesting? Uh, it's probably because my parents are such Custer fans and I've heard so much about Custer and sitting bull over the years. And, uh, so, so there's that, that aspect of it. And, and I guess the, the part of the movie is about, uh, the, uh, the Lakota tribe and the problems that they're having during that time. Uh, oh, okay. And it's, okay. Okay. I'm with you. Then. And then it's starting, it's starring, uh, Jessica Chastain and, um, they changed the order on the list. Um, who was the other one? Oh, Sam Rockwell's in it as well. Oh, uh, he's a, he's good. She's yeah. good 
Um, yeah, when you first said that, I'm like, cares? She's going to go paint a picture? Yay! But now now that you explained it more, it does sound inter- more interesting. So. Yeah, I think for, for my youth, as soon as I hear a sitting bull, I kind of perk up. But you got a point. Yeah. Uh, the next movie is The Cake Maker, which is a drama that's, that sounds heavy, really, really heavy. It is about a, a male German pastry maker who starts having an affair with a married man. The married man passes away, so this German pastry maker uh, travels to Jerusalem to meet the wife and son of his dead lover. Uh, okay. Yeah. That, 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 I thought you, when you said the cake maker or whatever, I thought you were going to tell me it was about the guy from the Cake Boss show. Well, you would have been wrong. I, I would have been. I would have been way the Way off. off. <laughs> I don't know. When, when you read the synopsis, you're like, uh, okay. But when, when I watch the trailer, I'm like, oh, there's, okay, I get it. It seems like there's something to the movie. It, it might be interesting. You're like, this looks sad. Yeah. Uh, the, the trailer definitely look, looks like it's trying to rip your heart out. So, definitely a heavy film. Uh-oh. The fuzz. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Did you get in trouble? Um, just hang on a second. This is crazy. The fuzz just pulled up to this car. They, I don't know what the hell they're doing, but they're yelling at the guy. I'm going to give you the play-by-play, okay? All right. There's Two uh, cops, SUVs, pulled up real fast, gold Chevy. Uh, They get out, start hollering at the guy. Guy's getting out of his car, hands up. Uh, Another cop just pulled up. Uh, Cop's got his gun pulled. Holy shit. Another cop just pulled up. What, they got you pulled over on the side? Like, dude, this is happening right in front of me. Damn. Um, yeah, so there's another cop. Like I said, they guns pulled on this guy. Um, uh, one, two, three, four, six cop cars. Guy's out of the car and he's on the ground. I don't know. So this sounds like a sting. If there's six cars there that quickly. No, they okay. There's somebody in the passenger seat. She's getting out. Um, they've got the guy uh, handcuffed behind the cop car. Um, checking his pockets. They've got her separated from him. Got handcuffs on her too. I see four, six, seven, seven individual officers right now for this one car with two people. Damn. Um, they put their guns away. Thank goodness. Yes. Yes. Uh, looks like they are going to search the car. Maybe. Yep. Cop just put gloves on. Uh, I could easily drive around this, but I'm not going to. Just too much going on? Yeah. Well, and now they've got this street over here blocked. They're telling people not to move. Now the cop is telling people to stop. So, um, yeah. So where are you? I am in front of the McDonald's in, where am I? Am I in Lombard, maybe? Maybe I am um, west of Myers Road. Okay, that's weird. The cop got into the car that got pulled over and drove it to a side street. (laughs) 
uh, okay, I've never seen that before. But uh, it looks like they're trying to clear the road. Uh, 300 Roosevelt, that McDonald's, and it's right in front of that McDonald's. So um, there's another cop car. Well, they bring out everybody. Yeah, it is Lombard. It's Lombard police. So very interesting, though, that that kind of went down like that. Hmm. But they've got the road blocked right now, so. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Well, I got you up on the map. A lot of fast food right there. A lot of fast food. It looks like the cops are. All right, they're they're allowing people to to move now, which is a positive thing. Um. Don't know the situation. All I do know is, is there's <laughs> there are three different people with their phones out recording every single thing. So mm -hmm. uh, I guess I gave you the play by play. It's a little bit different, but uh, I can tell you as soon as they pulled that car over, that guy put his hands out that window so that that cop could see him. So and then got right down on the ground as soon as he exited the vehicle. So, uh, yeah, that was interesting. That is interesting. I never see stuff like this. I've never seen anything like that before in my entire life. And I was just like, oh, my God, something bad don't happen while we're doing our podcast. Man, could you imagine the viewers <laughs> <laughs> or listeners? I mean, holy crap. <laughs> yeah, Nick, 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 we need you to die to make this podcast successful. We need those no, balls not to fly. Me. Like, dude, I would duck. I'm like, there's somebody else. I, the car's driving itself. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> no, I, I man, I'm just so glad. I'm so glad, man, because on the news they just tell you all bad shit everywhere. But no, that that looked like it happened exactly like it was supposed to. So, oh, good. What the hell were we talking about when that happened? We we just talk, finished talking about the cake maker. The cake maker. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> yeah, it seems it seems like you're kind of movie. Uh, no, it doesn't at all. <laughs> uh, next movie coming out is. I, I, oh, go ahead. I don't like I don't like cake. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. Uh, next movie coming out is called uh, Dark River. It's listed as a drama mystery thriller. Uh, it seems like it because from the synopsis and from the the trailer, I can't really tell what the movie's about. It's about a woman whose father passes away. So she goes back to the farm where she grew up. Uh, first time she's done it in 15 years and decides to take the farm over. And that's all I really know about it. I feel like I've heard that story a time or two. Yeah, it looks like this one takes place in Ireland. Uh, Sean Bean oh. is the father. And that's all I really know about it. <laughs> oh. Maybe... Uh... The uh, yeah, the rest of the Game of Thrones cast will show up since it's in Ireland. I don't know. But, well, uh, you, well, you know, I, I don't think they can do that because most of them were in Scotland over the weekend. They were because of the wedding, right? Yes. Yeah, that thing looked like bigger than the uh, royal wedding, maybe. Oh, the celebrities there. Yeah, I, I, yeah. The, the, the amount of co-stars from Game of, Game of Thrones that were there really impressed me. So Kit Harrington, who plays Jon Snow on Game of Thrones, uh, married Rose Leslie, who plays uh, Egret uh, on Game of Thrones. She was his wildling wife, and they are now married yeah. in real life. I'm trying to remember, how did her character die? He didn't kill her, right? He killed her. He did kill her. It, it was in the big battle for the wall. And uh, well, I think what I, I think it was with a crossbow, right? Or with a bow and arrow. But it was during the mean to kill her? I can't remember. No, he, he had to. That, that uh, She thought she, that, that uh, she abandoned, um, he abandoned her. So when, when they were fighting for the wall, uh, they were in the middle of the fight, came head to head. She came after him, so he, I mean, she made it really clear that it was going to be to the death, so he had to kill her. That's right. That's right. That was a good scene, man. Those battles in that freaking show are, I'm going to miss the battles in that show when it's done. 
Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I still go back and, and watch the Bastard Bowl from time to time. I love that battle. Oh, it was, it was amazing. Like, all the bodies kept falling on him and everything. Like, oh, man, that was so good. And just the way it was shot, it was shot like he was in the eye of the storm. And just stuff's happening all around him, coming, you know, from every every angle, every side. I've never seen a fight sequence like that. I, I loved it. And, and, and he couldn't move? or it, That was just crazy, man. Did you see I, the pictures of all the, all the cast members that came to the wedding? Yeah, I, I, well, I saw some of them. I saw some of them. Like, I saw um, the Stark sisters. I saw them, and I saw uh, uh, um, the guy. I don't want to say the little person. <laughs> Uh, you, you, you saw Tyrion Lannister, who's played yeah, by P- Peter Dinklage. Yeah. Peter Dinklage, that's it, man. That dude you, you, is so badass. But you yeah. also saw uh, Daenerys Targaryen. You said you saw Sansa and Arya Stark. Robb Stark yep. was there as well. Robb Stark, from what I can tell, is the only one we're going to kill from the cast. Um, yes, yes. Samuel Samuel Tarley was there. Davis Seaworth was there. Edison. The old man. The old man, mm-hmm. Liam something or other. Uh, I don't remember his character's name, though. That's Davis Seaworth. Yes, that, that, that dude, yeah. Uh, yeah, Edison, so all the Edison Tollett and Joe uh, Dempsey, uh, who played, I'm sorry, Gendry and Edison uh, Tollett showed up as well. So it seemed like most of the characters that were close to him on the show showed up. I was disappointed, though, because you know who wasn't there? Hmm. The wolf. Ah, uh, yeah, good call. Wolf should have been his best man. That would have been so badass. <laughs> but yeah, got married in Scotland and uh, in in uh, her family's castle in Aberdeen. That was her family's castle. She's a descendant of royalty. Uh, she she herself is not royalty, but she's a, a descendant of a Scottish king or lord or something like that. So she doesn't live in that castle. It's it, no, it's like a family home. But she does live in she does live in Aberdeen though in Scotland. That's so awesome, dude. That's so cool. So yeah, I mean the, the fact that so many cast members came out to see him get married makes me think in real life he's a pretty decent guy, and uh, I thought that was very cool. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. I agree with that. Like when he di- there's you know there's been so many characters on that show right that they, they die and you're like well that kind of sucks. Like when he, when he died though I was like. Damn, like I thought, I don't know. It's just like to me, it's always kind of set up. Like I figured that, Den- is it Daenerys? I figured she would be like around towards the end, and I figured he would because he's like, ooh, bastard child. Like that's the way I would have wrote the story. Would have been, you know, the guy that nobody cares about. That he's just the bastard. He ends up being this great character. Same thing that I love about uh, uh, Peter Dinklage's character, like. You know, little person, nobody gives a crap about it. He's always kicked around and everything like that. But as the show goes on, you see the importance of these people who are little characters. It's just, I just, I love that show. It's so well done. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, moving on, another news. Have you been hearing about the Tarantino's new movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? I have been hearing about that, but what is the premise to the movie? It's taken place during um, when Manson's family is kind of running wild in Hollywood. So it's like 1960s movie, uh, all about the the Manson family and how they're interacting with uh, with Hollywood and the stars. And this movie shot kind of Pulp Fiction style, where it's going to be a huge cast, and it's all about all these different people's lives intersecting with one another. And the cast is stacked. So before we get into this cast, right, I want to say this about Quentin Tarantino. I'm not a huge Tarantino fan. Uh, I, I, uh, I liked Inglorious Bastards uh, quite a bit, probably more than I should. But most of his movies I'm just really not a fan of. But this movie, like when it started announcing the cast, and I forgot about the fact that it was going to be about the Manson stuff. And now that you reminded me, like, I really, really am looking forward to seeing this movie. Uh, yeah, so the cast so far, they did a bunch of cast announcements this weekend. Here's the cast so far. Okay. Um, Margot Robbie, Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, Dakota Fanning, Al Pacino, James, Mar- James Marsden, Kurt Russell, Timothy Oliphant, Damian Lewis, Burt Reynolds, 
Clifton Collins Jr., Emil Hirsch, Tim Roth, Luke Perry, Scoot McNary, Michael Madsen. Luke Perry? Yeah. <laughs> I go th- I go through that entire list and you say oh, I saw I heard Luke Perry. <laughs> Dylan McKay from 90210. Good job, Luke Perry. <laughs> <laughs> he also yeah. played the the Bull Rider Lane Frost in 8 seconds. Yeah, I I love that movie. That movie is awesome. Yeah. And then rounding out the list is uh, Michael Madsen and Zoe Bell, and then still more and more and more names. Uh, and this looks like a stacked movie. It should be really interesting when it comes out. Yeah, dude. That's. Are there any like, like who's playing who type thing? They've announced about half the roles. Um, a lot of these are taking roles as film stars, like uh, Damian Lewis is playing Steve McQueen. Uh, Margot Robbie's playing Sharon Tate, uh, and then a whole Dude, lot of. So she's gonna die. Yeah. Damn. Okay. And then a whole lot of these names I don't really recognize: uh, Rick Dalton, Cliff Booth, Marvin Schwarz. Uh, so, so is anybody yeah, playing Manson himself? Not announced yet. If he, if anyone is. Huh. Yeah, dude. I'm I'm all in for this movie. Like, I, yeah, it sounds awesome. Yeah, it's a dark time, like Hollywood history and everything, like all that stuff going down and everything. I mean, it was horrific and sad and everything like that. But it's like if anybody I think can tell that story and tell it right, like Tarantino has the mind, I think, to make that happen. I would agree with that. That's so, cool, man. Yeah. So moving on, I just, I can't, I can't, I'm blown away by that cast. I can't believe it. So yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. Just give all the awards to it. Maybe Samuel L. Jackson will come on to play Manson. <laughs> <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> Works for me. They'll get the bear from The Revenant. Yeah. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Nick, Nick, Nick Fury used to be white, so it could happen. It could happen. That's right. Yeah. Mind blown. So next, I want to talk about um, the rebellion and and uh, the rebellion. The rebellion. This this social media group who's who's pushing hard to try to get Disney to remake the Last Jedi. Uh, <laughs> yes, th- let's talk about this. <laughs> they've been they've been pushing hard on social media uh, to basically uh, kind of convince Disney to completely redo the last Jedi with a brand new script. Cause they think the script ruined the star Wars universe. Uh, so they're all over social media. They have a website up called remake the last Jedi.com. It's a pretty cheesy looking website. It's got a pretty cheesy Photoshop video that they put up for, um, where they basically like kind of Photoshop faces on star Wars characters, bodies and really badly to try to kind of do a sell for their mission. Um, their, mi- their mission. <laughs> yep, they got a mission statement and everything. <laughs> the midi- are the midi chlorians high with these folks? <laughs> they, well, they're 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 even calling themselves producers. You know, they're not fans; they're oh. producers. Okay, so um, so they want to remake the Last Jedi because they feel like it ruined the Star Wars universe. Correct. I'm curious to know, does it say in, like, what way it ruined the universe? It's very artistic the way it's written. They just don't, they don't clearly come out and say, we don't like this, 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 and this. It's just kind of like, it's all junk. It ruined it. You've strained from the original vision of George Lucas. You've strained from the original idea of Star Wars. It must, it's an, it's an atrocity. It must be thrown away and redone. Okay, so I'm going to ask your opinion on it prior to giving my opinion. Uh, I mean, to me, this sounds like entitlement, uh, to the nth degree, uh, me, first world problems. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I I mean, me, no, I was not a fan of, of the movie. I, I, I mean, I enjoyed watching it, but when I walked out of the theater, I kind of went, huh, they did a lot of stuff I was surprised about and, and I wouldn't have done, uh, in my mind, if, if a lot of people are unhappy with the film and you keep on, keep on, uh, planning on making these movies fix it in the future movies is it was kind of my thought for them to, to demand to redo it now uh surprises me i i, I don't get that 
do you feel like it's a waste of effort by anybody to even think that a studio would entertain for a millisecond doing this? So here, here's the fun part. Uh, here's the kicker. So this website, uh, remakethelastjedi.com, uh, they, they have pledges on there to remake the movie, and, and they're trying to crowdsource the remake of the movie instead of having Disney pay for it. When, okay. when, I, when I went on there on Friday, uh, it, it was at $180 million that's been pledged to remake the movie. They've been wow. pushing, they've been pushing hard, hard on social media. And the number has been going, skyrocketing up ever since. As of right now, it's at $317 million. Okay, so let me ask you this. When that says people have pledged, do you Correct. mean people have actually paid this money already? No. People said they will pay this money. That's, that's the caveat. Oh, okay. Well, put me down for, you know, $50 million. Uh, 10000 is the highest you can go. Oh, okay. Well, put me down for ten thousand. My wife down for ten thousand. My kids, uh, my dog, maybe the fish too. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds pretty good because at, at ten, now each you each have to have your own email address. That's the only thing to oh, make make man. this legit. So you got to sign up for Gmail accounts for your fish and your dog and everything. Yeah, but then I'd have to check it and delete all the spam. And, <laughs> <sighs> uh, so. Okay. Last Jedi, this is my opinion on the movie. I didn't think it was horrible. I didn't think it was great, but I didn't think it was horrible. First of all, when Yoda showed up, I was like, it's all I need, man. The rest of it, bye. I don't care. Um, the fact that the way that Luke died, I was like, eh, kind of weak. They could have did it differently, but okay. The fact they didn't kill off Carrie Fisher's character, uh, you know, may she rest in peace was kind of pointless to me. Like, why would you keep her around knowing the fact that, you know, before the next one comes out, you're going to have to explain why she's not there. And they had a perfect uh, opportunity to kill her too. Yeah. She could have went out like blaze of glory. Bam. Because that scene was cool, man. I don't care what anybody see, says when it went light speed. When I saw it turning around, I was like, no way, man. And then they did it. And I, Oh, that's so cool. That was so cool. So it's like, to me, to, for people to say that this strayed from George Lucas's vision, George Lucas strayed from his own vision when he created episode one, two, and three. So, you know, when he created Star Wars in 1977, right, when that first came out, and then the Empire Strikes Back in Return of the Jedi, there were people that hated Return of the Jedi, when it first came out and a lot of star Wars purists still hate that movie because of the Ewoks. Correct. So it's, it's like, but this man has grown. That was so many years ago. These movies, you know, almost 40 years ago, well, 40 years ago for star Wars, new hope, you know, that these movies came out and it's like people's minds change and what, you know, people in society want. I think we just have this thing where it's like, Hey, this was my childhood. Don't screw with my childhood because if you don't do it right, I'm going to hate you for it. I would so, agree with that. And I mean, yeah, there are movies that get made all the time where you're like, that doesn't need to be made. Like, why would they remake? You know, why are we in the sixth or seventh iteration of Ninja Turtles or, you know, all of this stuff? It's like, why, why do that? Well, I can tell you why is because they want to make money. And they're going to get all these people that are our age and, you know, a little bit older to go to those theaters. And no matter what anybody says, they're still going to go see that next Star Wars movie. And, you know, it's like, I don't know, man. I <laughs> It is what it is. And I'm like, okay, great. It was not the greatest Star Wars movie I've ever seen. But to be honest with you, none of them have been since I was a little kid. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. You know, that's kind of my thought on it. And these people raising money and these people saying, oh, I'll pledge this. Yeah, okay, well, we'll see when the time comes if you're actually going to do it. And, you know, uh, I, I just don't see a movie that, you know, made how much did it make internationally completely? Almost uh, over a billion, right? No, not not that you're thinking of the, of the the first one. Oh, I'm thinking of Force Awakens. But it was. It made quite a bit of money, though, didn't it? Yeah, it, it did. It's, it's. I think it's in like the top twenty list. 
Yeah. So, and to even think Walt Disney Studios would say, oh, yeah, we screwed up on that within a year and we're going to remake it. I don't think so. Yeah, uh, Last Jedi is number 11 on the all-time list at $1.3 billion. Yeah, that, okay, so just outside the top 10 all-time movies. Yeah. Yeah, I don't see it. Uh, Disney's like, hey, we're making money. We're here to make money, not lose money. Mm-hmm. And, and who gets to decide? I guess that would be, like, who gets to decide what the story is? You know, that would be my, like, are you saying you trust Disney to redo it? Because no, I, I, I believe it's, since they're the producers, they would control uh, what the story. And, 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 and they're, they're allowing for fans to put in ideas for, for the story redo. They're, they're not guaranteeing that they'll take any of them, but, they, but they're guaranteeing they'll at least look at the idea and think about it. So the, what they want to do is make the movies that they wanted to see. Yes, they want to do a fan source movie. So, what's the difference? That, you know, why can't they just, you know, create a podcast or make a YouTube video or whatever and say, "Hey, this is how we think it should have went," and just be okay with it? I, I don't know. To me, these are like the forty-year-old versions on steroids. These are the guys that uh, still have like the the Star Wars uh, bed sheets, and and that movie just crushed them. And um, you know, this is a big thing for themselves. Either that, or they're, they're, these are some guys that are just trying to stir the pot and see how much noise they can make. Because honestly, mm. for what they've done so far, they haven't had to invest a lot of time posting on social media, making a, a quick website, and that's it. Well, yeah, and I mean that's the world we live in, right? You you throw some some nonsense out there, and you know you go fishing and see who will bite, and everything mm-hmm. ga- gains based off of that. So. That's the reason cat videos are so popular. <laughs> yes. But yeah, the way, way that money is to skyrocket, it's just incredible. That is incredible. That is e- incredible. But even to, if it's to made your up. point, yeah, but to your point, though, they're, they're not having to, to donate any money. Like if they had a GoFundMe account and like they raised that much money, I'd be like, respect. Go make yeah. the movie, man. Yeah. Go make the movie. Hell yeah, go make the movie. But it's like you're getting people to say, oh, I would do this. Okay. Yep. Now, uh, moving on, I need to talk about another petition that's out there. Uh, a few months ago, there's a petition that came out to, to, uh, on change.org to release Zack Snyder's cut of uh, Justice League. Uh, as we know, Zack Snyder went, did the original cut for Justice League, the original director for the trilogy. Uh, they, they, and then it, basically he suffered a family tragedy. His son um, passed away. He had to go and take care of family stuff the studio decided to go through and reshoot and redo a lot of the movie. They brought in Josh Whedon to go and redo the movie. And the final product, a lot of people were not happy with. Uh, me being one of them, I did not like the Justice League movie. From everything I've heard about the original Zack Snyder cut, sounds like they cut a lot of stuff I would have loved to see, and they add a lot of stuff that I didn't like seeing. So I don't really put my name out there online very often. Uh, that all has a track record. So I thought long and hard about it, and after thinking long and hard, I decided to sign this petition for um, Warner Brothers to release the Zack, Zack Snyder cut of Justice League. And now, I absolutely regret it. Why? The guy that started the petition, uh, he's kind of turned this um, petition, he's been, he's been doing like these kind of journalist entries uh, on this petition ever since, and he's been saying a lot of stuff uh, that's, um, quite honestly, it, it's sexist. It's uh, anti-religion, specifically anti-Muslim, and some racist stuff as well. Get the hell out of here. Are you serious? Serious. Oh, oh over the weekend, this guy wrote like a 10-page editorial saying that all, this is, these are his words. I don't want anyone to confuse that. This is what he, he said. He said that all Muslims are terrorists. Um, feminists are stupid because women have more rights than men, and they always have had them. Um. All, anyone who's religious is stupid because there is no God. And the members of the Black Lives Matter movement are the same as white social or white uh, supremacists. Did he take an Ambien before he wrote this? <laughs> so this, I guess the story goes, he originally started this uh, petition with a couple other people. 
it's it's a writer and a journalist from a from a comic book website, and I guess they've been fighting with him or he's been fighting with them, and he feels like they're taking credit away from him. Um, and he credit like for he, what? For for the petition, you know, he wants to be like it's the a, guy that's the guy that saved Justice oh. League and released this cut. Uh, and and the writer is a feminist, and the um, editor is a Muslim. So that's why those are his two big targets, basically. That and that's and it's it's sad. It's it's awful. So I cannot be a part of this anymore. So uh, over the weekend, I had my name removed from this petition. Has have you seen like has the petition went down since this 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 came out? A little bit. I I haven't been tracking the numbers that closely. Uh, but I've seen most a bunch people of people probably didn't even like they signed it and they just went on about their merry way. Oh no, we, we we get an email every time he adds to this petition, so <laughs> so you have a chance to go on there and make comments. And a lot of people are are like, "What are you doing?" And a lot of people have also been, "I have to take my name off this petition. I want nothing to do with this." So I'm I'm not alone on this. Okay, well let me talk about the petition first. And in regards to the petition, like the idea, I'm down for. Will they ever do it? I don't. I don't know. Like, we, we kind of had this discussion when the f- movie first came out. I fell asleep in the movie, like, four times. I mm-hmm. thought it was boring. I thought it was boring as crap. But to be 100% honest with you, I think every DC movie since uh, The Dark Knight Rises, and even The Dark Knight Rises to a small extent, boring as hell. Like, just boring to me. I, I don't think they're necessarily bad movies or bad stories like man of steel part of the story i liked it was just boring batman versus superman same thing part of the story was okay i just thought it was boring and justice league the same exact thing and i you know what i'll say i feel the same way about wonder woman not because it's a female or anything like that i just i felt it was boring i felt like i had heard the story before uh in captain america i thought it was a lot of the same story i just i the the actors like the 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 female that plays Wonder Woman Gal Gadot I think she did an amazing job I think she plays Wonder Woman fabulously but the people around her to me are just boring people and I just and um, Justice League for instance I would have never chose the guy that they chose as the Flash uh, and Cyborg character was just boring to me like I'm sorry I just keep saying the word boring but that's essentially what the movie was to me now i you know after reading and everything about the rumored uh things that were in uh zach snyder's cut i would have been like that movie might have been interesting uh but as it stands right now i don't know if they'll ever release it so the idea of doing it i think is a great idea but then you got to think about like how much post-production was done on his versions because, you know, maybe they would have to go in and spend millions of dollars, you know, cleaning up like green screen stuff and CGI stuff because it was all just a rough edit. So will they do that? I, I don't know. I don't know. And, and I would have ventured to say probably not because it just seems to me like people that run these studios, i.e. what they're dealing with the Star Wars, their egos are just too big to ever say we made a mistake. You know, they would rather move people around like they're doing at DC right now and like creative this and that and the other thing. And you have a new job and you have a not a new job. And let's create 5,000 Joker movies because that's a character everybody loves. Like that's going to solve the problem. So that's my opinion on the Zack Snyder cut. I would love to see it. I just don't know if we ever will. You know, my, my take on it is. You know, there is a cut done that is not finished. You know, the, not all the CG is done. Not all the final effects are done. But it, um, but there is a cut that exists. If You know, if they released it uh, as is, people would buy it. And to me, I think that's just free money for them. And I, and I also think they've already kind of admitted fault. You know, that they slammed the brakes on a lot of their productions. They, they've changed up the staff. I think that is them admitting that they had made a mistake. Well... I mean, it may, it maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Maybe people would just buy it, you know, and and look at it that way. Um, first of all, I think Batman fans, DC fans, would probably do that just to see it and see what could have been. But what's what is what does uh, Warner Brothers get out of that though? 
other than what, what, like you said, free free money. But like, do you think it could do more harm than good? Than you know, people viewing this and saying, "What the hell, you guys? Why didn't you do this to begin with?" Uh, they're already talking about basically, you know, the the, the DC universe that that they created kind of gone already. You know, and, well, and they're gonna and they're gonna you know if they do a DC universe, they're, they're starting over. So I don't think it does any harm. Um, so I'm going to ask you a question really quick that was asked. Uh, so I listened to fat man on Batman the other day and there was this guy in the audience and he asked the question. He said, do you think Batman versus Superman and then subsequently justice league would have been different or better if they would have got Christian Bale to come back and play Batman? Uh, I, I don't think it made a difference. I, I don't like how the, how the story is written. I don't like how any of the characters are written. So you think it's not like, so they couldn't go as like, Hey, this is a continuation of, uh, the dark Knight rises. Oh, stuff's really bad. You got to come back. There's a, you know, aliens are tearing up Gotham, uh, Bruce, you got to come back and save the day. You don't think a continuation of the previous, uh, Nolan trilogy into this trilogy would have made a difference. I uh, th- I guess that kind of to me that works on the assumption that Ben Affleck was the problem in the movie. I don't think Ben Affleck was a, was the problem in the movie. I think it, I think it's a bad script. I think that the characters were badly written. You talk about how the movie's boring. They made every one of these superheroes like insecure. Uh, Batman is, is secure. You know, like what the line is like. Well, I I I don't I don't dislike you. Uh, the Flash is incredibly insecure, and he needs to like meet meet friends because he doesn't have friends. That's why he joins the team. Cyborg's uh, you know like like living in his house won't leave his house because he's insecure about how he looks. Wonder Woman, you know, uh, Bruce Wayne has this conversation with her about she's been around for all these years, but she should be a symbol. But she's kind of you know staying secret after all these years and gives her a hard time about about still being hung up over her broken heart. It's just really. These are these are the biggest superheroes in, in the in the history of the world. This is what they are. So yeah, and on the flip side, Marvel is like having shawarma. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. I you know that's a great point. And I, I I mean I feel the same way that you do. I just feel like it was poorly written uh, from, and and I think that they thought, hey, if Marvel can do this Marvel Universe thing, we can do the same thing. And, you know, not taking into account the fact that Marvel built off of these lesser known characters to the general public, right? Like, I'll be the first person to admit, I had heard the name Iron Man before that movie came out, but I really hadn't, no, I had no idea who Iron Man was. I don't read the comics. So when that movie came out, I'm like, dude, that Iron Man shit was badass. And then, you know, The Incredible Hulk with Edward Norton, I thought was a decent movie. And then you got, you know, Captain America came out and all that stuff. So it's like they built a bunch of individual movies and DC was like, well, let's just throw Batman and Superman together and see what happens. So, yeah, I mean, um, I'm with you. I, th- I thought they were poorly written. And I hope that, you know, if it was up to me, I'd bring Michael Keaton back, play old man Batman and have him <laughs> teach somebody to be robin or nightwing or i don't know the story in the comics so but i would figure out that way to where michael keaton came back as batman he he would be awesome in flashpoint paradox uh and, yeah. and that's and that storyline it's uh the flash changes the past and everything's just a little bit different because things are all just a little bit different um in that alley years and years and years ago bruce wayne's parents didn't get killed bruce wayne got killed and so, in, in the in the Flashpoint timeline, uh, Bruce Wayne's dad is Batman, right? And then his mom ends up being the Joker, right? That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. See, like, do that, but stop the fla- like the Flash, like all that stuff, like the thing that the Flash was wearing. I was like, dude, you you don't need all that like robotic metal and armor and everything for the Flash. Spider Man doesn't have that stuff. You know, it's like just get him in an outfit that he can use to run he fast. He kind of does they, now. What? You said you said Spider Man doesn't have that stuff. 
Well, yeah, the Iron Spider. I'm talking about like when they first introduced the Spider-Man in the MCU, right? Right. He was, you know, he didn't automatically go into this set. I mean, I mean this. Uh, I don't want to call it costume, but it kind of is a costume. Costume. Uniform. That's right. That's right. All right, cost. All right, costume. That was like bogged down with a bunch of metal and everything like that. It was. He was wearing tights, man, and it's like, that's cool. You know, why do you need all that stuff? Like, the, I don't watch the Flash TV show, but mm-hmm. it seems like they, they do something really well because there's a lot of people that watch that show. Like, they like the character, they like the stories, everything like that. So it's like, why couldn't you have just made a Flash movie? Or why couldn't you have just brought that kid from the show to be the Flash in the movie? I get that they're different divisions, but come on, man. Yeah, I hear you. So, and then the other stuff about the 10 page manifesto or whatever that guy wrote, people need to stop. Nobody yeah. needs to. People use your opinion if it's good to, to be good to people and, you know, say good things. But if you, if you have a negative opinion, even if those are your belief, beliefs, you don't have to share them. Don't feel like anybody cares to hear your hate because they mm-hmm. really don't. They mm-hmm. really don't. And the world doesn't need it. Yeah, it, it seems like you don't win people uh, to your cause. Well, I shouldn't say that because <laughs> because there there are very successful people right now that are doing that. So I just don't agree there, with it. Yeah, I don't agree with it either. Uh, so the interesting thing is on change dot org, uh, you cannot just remove your name from from a petition. You have to email tech support and give them the information, and they will do it for you. So I went through that process. It took an hour. It's no big deal. So. But you got your name off of it? Yeah. That's that's good, man, because, you know, it's like that movie The Majestic, right? You remember that flick? Mm-hmm. That's a great movie. But anyway, he, he went to that he went to that class in college with the with the one lady trying to impress her, and then all of a sudden his name was connected to communists. Mm-hmm. Like you don't you don't want your name on that list, man, because people might think you're a communist twenty years from now. Yeah. I mean, I mean, people, I mean, they they do take snapshots of the internet, so someone could go back and look at a previous snapshot and see that my name was on there. Um, but I think the fact that I took my name off there as soon as this crazy stuff started uh, is good for me. Yeah, that's good for you. I, I tell you what, will you think twice before signing a petition again? It, you know, I it's the first petition I've ever signed online, and I thought long and hard about it at that time too. So. I guess I'll feel more comfortable if, if a petition's done by by an individual that I know or if it's done by a group that I know, not by some individual who I, I have no idea what their history or background is. Very good, sir. That's a lesson learned. Yes. There we go. That's just crazy. Like You went from, I want to I wanna release a director's cut of this movie to... All this nonsense—that is just mind-boggling. And, and he wasn't doing—he wasn't doing it separately on social media. He was directly tying these editorials to the to the um, the change.org petition. Just incredible. It is incredible. It is absolutely incredible. So, what else we got in the? Is there anything else in the news or anything Tons. that? Oh my goodness! I've got five minutes. What, do we got another like pressing subject that we can? Give our opinion on in the in the Hollywood news hmm. today. Hmm. I've got a bunch of things that we could talk about. Um, I get you know. I think the most pertinent thing we should probably talk about though is Netflix. Uh, Luke Cage came out last weekend. Yes, you watched the Luke Cage, right? I did. Yes. What'd you think? Meh. Nah. Yeah. Oh man, that's that's too bad. Yeah, the, 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 uh, I, I went online, checked the reviews. Reviews are all over, all over the place. Some people love it. Some people uh, were, were upset with it. Some people were like me. It's just kind of meh. It's not what I'm used to. Uh, and and they, they were, they were, they're honest about it. They're saying this season is not plot-driven. This season is character-driven. And this season is all about character development. And they developed the characters for like all the side characters, the villains. Uh, so you get background stories. You get stories about their lives and their, their philosophies from just about everyone except Luke Cage. 
because uh, he was pretty rung out pretty well in the first season. So if you like characters so, and you like character development, it's a good season. I'm a plot guy, and honestly, yeah, I think the plot uh, it it, uh, it was good for about half the amount of episodes that they had. I keep hearing, and I, and I'll you know I'll preface this by saying I've never watched Luke Cage, I've never watched Jessica Jones, I've never watched Iron Fist, I didn't watch The Defenders. I have one episode to go in the first season of Daredevil, and I I love that season. It's just finding the time and everything to to watch it. I think it's great, but it seems like the consensus, based on what I've read, is these Netflix Marvel shows usually go about two to three episodes too long. Do you agree with that? I think, I, you know, so this one was 13 episodes. I, th- I think it should have been 13 half-hour episodes or six episodes. Really? They're just, they're okay. Because, again, I'm not a big character development guy. I'm, I'm a plot guy. And, and the plot was just, they established the plot right away, like, like first episode, and then you're just kind of waiting for it to happen, waiting for it to happen. And like, like the big final uh, fight with the bad guy, it kind of happened like three times throughout the season. And, 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 the, and the last kind of final fight wasn't that big. The first and second ones were, were bigger. And then the very last episode was kind of all the action was done. It was a, it was a cleanup and a recap of the season, basically. Not a, re, not a recap, but it was kind of uh, tying off all the loose ends from the season. So do you think it was one of those things, because uh, it sounds to me like the way you're describing it is that, you know, the buildup, like, you know what's going to happen in regards to the plot. Like, you know, these guys are going to have to face off, but the buildup takes so long. By the time you get there, you're like, I'm not even really that interested anymore. It's not so much it takes so long because that's the, the formula that the Flash uses. And, and I love the Flash. The Flash is they establish the villain the big bad early on in the season and the entire season is working towards that showdown with the big bad. And then until you get there, they're doing stuff to get ready for the fight. There's all these side things that are happening. There's a lot of, there's a lot of interaction with the friends with the characters thing. And I think it works great on the flash. This one, they, they kind of did that formula where they established the big bad right away. And then basically the entire show was just going for going to that big bad. And it's just, there's just so much, so many flashbacks, so much filler, um, and just I, action was it was in the middle. There wasn't a lot of it. It wasn't there wasn't there wasn't none of it. So there was some action. It's just I the, the two villains in this in this season. I feel like I know their their story and their lives inside out, and I can't Ooh. I can't say I know any other villains from a TV show so well. Yeah, I think, you know, that's kind of been one of my problems with TV shows. Um, I would say recently, probably in the past five years or so, where there's been this, in some some degree movies, where there's been this necessity to tell you everything there is to tell you about the villain. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't care why the villain, I don't want to sympathize with the villain whatsoever. To me, I'm like old school, like, I just want to know that the villain is the villain and he does bad shit, like he or she, right? I don't need to know their driving force. I don't need to know that, you know, they were abused as a child or their parents left them. I mean, those are all sad things and everything in the real world. But when I'm trying to be entertained, I don't want to have to feel for the bad guy. So that I guess maybe that's the old fashioned purist thought that I have in regards to it. So I've got a little bad guys should be bad. I've got a I've got a little twist on it. Uh, I think, um, Michael Keaton as the vulture in Spider-Man homecoming was phenomenal. Uh, And I thought he was a fantastic villain. And the reason why I thought he was fantastic villain was because he's like the first one I've ever seen that I can actually relate to. You know, he's a guy trying to keep his company going, try to feed his family. Uh, and he, and he kind of turns to this life of crime to, you know, not because he's evil, not, not because that's just what I do. It's, it's because he, he did what he had to for him and his, uh, his company and his family to get by. Oh my God, Derek, you find the one good example. Thanks. <laughs> I'm just because saying. Because I agree, I agree with you. I agree. I agree with you. Well, as I, much as well, I hate to agree with you, I agree with you. Well, well no, it, it, there's a slight difference. 
you don't like it when they try to get us to sympathize with the villain. I I like the the, the fact when they try to get us to identify with the with the villain. Because mm. I wasn't sympathizing maybe. for Michael Michael Keaton, I was identifying, going, yeah, maybe if I was in that position, I would do the same thing. Very true. All right, sir. Well, I am here. Another great day. All right, man. I will talk to you soon. Yep. Talk to you later. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the show. We have no idea what we'll talk about next time, but I'm sure we'll have a good time doing it. Our email address is thecommutehome at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, drive safe, everybody.